Let's talk about source and spirit. Jeremy, you had some thoughts when we were talking a little bit ago. Go ahead. Yeah, so one frame is that there's this concept of source or that which creates or that which generates, which is general across umpteen like religious notions of that which is worthy of worship. So it may be you know, the creator God, it may be the sun, which is the source of all of the energy which powers our world, it may be nature, which is the say, generator of the food and the water that we experience. Um, but over and over and over again, the things that created us or the things that generated us become the objects of worship. In, in part, it's reasonable, it's saying, the thing that created everything that I am must be as or more powerful as I am, whether it's a mechanism or a body of resources or whatever, and is also capable of creating more things like me or that would be even greater than me. And so there's a reverence for that which is capable of creating, and there's a worthiness to the respect uh, for that set of, say, processes, you know, uh, like natural uh, entities. Those things, those things have that kind of power. Um, and so I understand like why umpteen religious traditions will sort of like respect the creator of you know uh, everything that exists. That same, that makes sense to me. You had, you had a frame for source, which was about nature, right? Well, um, I, and I, my I, frame would, was, I would say that everything that you just said a moment ago yeah. is the most important thing in the world. Period. Okay. Is to understand source, spirit. What well, nur what nourishes you? Yeah. What birthed you into the world? Um, this whole process yeah. of evolution yeah. to get to this point and yeah. every day the nourishment that we get from the air, the water, the right. food, and this ecosystem that we live on that we are so disconnected from that we are, have built the issues in the social fabric that we have today, the self-dealing incentive structures that we have today, the mental disorders that we have today, all of those things are a direct reflection of our inability to understand where we came from. So it is the most important thing to understand the generator, the mother, yeah. source or spirit. What is more important than that? How can we be so egotistical to think that there's something more important than understanding where we came from and where we're going with this source and spirit? Um, so there are a few things there. Okay. Um, one is this uh, sort of form of like nativism or traditionalism, which is easy to get to if you say um, all things that are deviations from where we came from are basically like dangerous or could lead to us being disconnected from where we came from um, in a way that should be avoided. Where I'd say that almost all dramatic growth and change is going to create a situation where say an evolved organism that's used to one environment is now in a very different environment, say because humans changed our environment in umpteen fascinating ways. And now humans are evolved for an environment that we are not living in. And so we're going to have all sorts of instinctual reactions to things in this new environment um, that are uncalled for or that are no longer useful and are also going to be poorly adapted to umpteen things that happen in that environment because we failed to evolve, evolve in the environment that we're living in. And so one answer might be, oh, well, actually, we need to return to the environment that we were made for that is the sort of source of us. And it feels opposed to the, a progression where there's some vision for what kind of way of being is possible. And it certainly involves going out into this sort of chaotic region where you don't understand everything that's happening, where you, know, um, you end up, say, creating so much affluence that some huge fraction of the population 
doesn't have to deal with problems on a day-by-day -day basis that humans are accustomed to dealing with, and so feels meaningless in the face, well, in the face of the absence of problems. And so I think there are umpteen issues that, that like, come up existentially and that are drivers of you know, like, the sort of like, mental dis disorders that you're describing, um, which are a function of us having created generators of all of the resources that sustain us, like whether it's food and the green revolution creating technologies that allowed us to, say, plant substantially you know, more uh, you know, wheat and grain and harvest at, like scales that were unbelievable, where some tiny fraction of the population is That's responsible for That's not connecting to food whatsoever. I, that process yeah, is actually disconnecting from food. I agree The whole that. idea of ubiquity of food on every street corner, anything you want, anytime, yeah. convenience, convenience, drones delivering it to you, yeah, yeah. is all obfuscation. It's distraction. You don't even know, I don't even know how to fucking garden our own food. So I'm so disconnected from Mother Earth's mm -hmm. soil systems, the nutrients, the care that has to go into a seed for it to grow into a tomato plant or a head of lettuce mm -hmm. that I have to go and give a piece of paper to a store to buy that in exchange for That's what right. I gave my time for. That's right. This, that process in itself is an obfuscation, a manipulation, and a deception away from source and spirit. So all of the things that you list, and Steven Pinker lists, and the techno-utopians list mm -hmm. about how everything's so fucking great right now, that notion yeah. is actually cancerous. It's taking us away from the truth to say that it's all so damn great because we don't have smallpox, measles, and we have vaccines, and we have ubiquity in food, ubiquity in electricity. There is nuance to this. There is nuance to this. The fact that you can now get access to a portal that gives you access to all knowledge that's ever been created on so far on this thing called the internet yeah. is good. And how about this? How about you have to graduate from connection to spirit and source first, and then you can get access to the computer? Why not that? So, yeah, there's a lot there. Uh, you bring up a few like worthwhile issues. So one the fragility that comes out of the systemization of processes that used to be natural, um, where information used to be distributed across people. That, that, that is the information about, oh, I know how to grow this plant and how to eat it. I know how to hunt down this animal, you know, and how to prepare that food. Um, that knowledge is lost in the face of mechanisms that society created via specialization and via the technologicalization process, right? So like, um, I now am hyper-specialized and in order to like learn how to do all of these old things, I have to master a set of techniques that you know uh, basically are old or feel antiquated. That's a real issue. I have the sense that um, it being the the right way to live or like the truth uh, that is you know all of the well I don't know it depends on where you want to stop right like like what amount of technology is acceptable is is it like okay to use spears is it okay to use bows and arrows I guess like all these can create like minor forms of disconnection. Um, and one thought is like in practice, um, you identify it as being the truth because it is the environment you know, in which we were generated, like, like it's our evolutionary history. But if we had had some sort of different source, then that would be the thing that was most sort of worth being in touch with. Jeremy, let's take it from a different have, angle. Um, There's a different way to approach this that will likely drive a deeper sense of gratitude, okay? Mm -hmm. A deeper sense of connection. Gratitude towards Towards source. spirit, towards source. Oh, towards, cool. Okay. So source so, in the abstract is very different than the particular source, which is like 
you know, nature and the way that humans, you know, operated um, in nature. Source right? is everything. Source is all that is. Spirit is all that is, okay? That is what it is. All that is. Okay. And in this realm, in this physical realm that we live in from Big Bang until now, this earth generated around this star, mm. and this is what we have as a home. Our home is on fire because we are not connected. The house is on fire because we're not connected to the house. We're not connected to, let's, 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 let's do this, let's do it through a gratitude practice, okay? You were, you were wherever you were prior to being birthed into the world, Yeah. okay? And you were birthed into the world. Mm -hmm. The moment that you were birthed into the world, you were given the most divine thing, which is life. So with that being said, how often do we ground ourselves with the beauty of life? With how in awe we are about how we are alive every moment right now and how we're breathing the air to nourish us, eating the food to nourish us, the water to nourish us. How much gratitude do we have to our parents that birthed us into the world and their parents that birthed them into the world. How much gratitude and connection do we have to this house? Really, how much? How much do you have? Yeah. How much? Think about it, reflect on it. How much do you have? Do you, do you think Wait, that your yeah. machine learning career trumps your connection to everything that I just said? Um, yeah, I guess I don't live in that conceptual frame. But I would say that uh, we as a species are a form of runaway life that has disconnected in a way that every other form of life has sort of failed to disconnect. And we engineer our environment in a way that no other species tends to do. And that creates forms of disconnection which look like us being in very different environments than we grew in. And also, well, you know, you talk about connection to, to the house and home. The house at home was created by us as a way to design an environment in which we can more effectively live than in basic. The house and home was created by source spirit, all that is. Uh, it, 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 it generated us and we generated it. Four billion years old. This is not something we made. Uh, oh, so when you say house, I like, took you to be literally meaning like okay. people live in houses okay, and they build the houses they live in. House as an abstract thing, which is, yeah, yeah. which is earth, which is our home, okay? That is house. Right. So okay. our home is being pillaged and it's inhospitable to us in almost all places. And it is our ability to construct We're homes poor and stewards and of the house that we live in. It's not inhospitable. It's oh, very beautiful. Like the, like the Arctic is like, so there are umpteen places where humans were not capable of living until they developed the technology that allowed them to construct like long term, it's like, like gardening and farming is really unusual, right? Like for the most part, for like, the vast majority of civilization, it was the most important thing that we were doing. Oh yeah, and in a lot of ways, it's still important. It's just now it's doable by a very small fraction of the population with like like quality technology. So now here's that argument um, of oh, we live in the best times possible. Well, actually, in the past, we were more connected to where we came from. Right. And so this. So there's is a return to the past. Well, maybe maybe maybe, yeah. maybe in this 
in this scenario of tech utopians, we are a runaway species. We are the human race. We broke away oh, from well, all of like, those silly plants oh. and animals and insects and source and spirit, and we're heading towards the moon and to Mars and to colonizing the galaxy. And that's exactly yeah. why like we're engineering so new forms of life, which are more varied and dynamic than could have been imagined otherwise. Ac excellent. So we sure. can have we can have hundreds of billions of people roaming. Like we wrote life more, down. More creativity, more longevity. Yeah, that's more right. We created new forms of thing that are not life but are well in umpteen ways different and more interesting. that trajectory uh, into yeah. the cosmos will be completely different if we go with the current level of of maturity that we have mm -hmm. versus if we learn how to take care and steward our own house yeah first I think it's a mechanism. and then go into the cosmos Right now, it's a bunch of kindergartners that were given flamethrowers that are trying to compete to get into the cosmos. Versus if it was yeah. a bunch of grandparents that actually, with grandparental wisdom, that actually knew how to steward a house and then go and collaborate and compete in making their way into the cosmos. I love the technology yeah. and science side of things. I love it. But the tech and science in so many ways is disconnecting us from taking care of the house. And there's 7.9 billion of us that are disconnected from taking care of the house. Yeah, I think that there's an extreme power that our science and technology has given us. And wielded improperly is like extremely likely to like lead to the end of us. That seems right. The Which fact that happened. it happened to not to is like surprising. To previous civilizations. Um, yeah, no, that's right. Um, so I think wisdom is um, one way to attempt to get around, say, like difficult coordination problems. But for the most part, we are like kindergartners um, because we are still using basically super simplistic economic technology. And it's mediating our behavior. Like the way that people prove themselves is by building more and more powerful systems. And if that's the you know, only way each individual in this collective has to get ahead, they will like, individually do that thing. And if there's some notion of cooperation among un all individuals, where for the collective it would be better to do something else. Um, there's no person who can independently change the, say, beliefs of the collective. And so you try to, say, create a social movement around being you know, in line with source in a way that would change the behavior of the collective. Um, but even that mechanism, you know, the, the hope of, say, spreading some spiritual belief, like, you know, broadly and deeply enough that some huge number of people change their behavior successfully, um, like, that ability is, is very weak in us. Like, we don't have that kind of social technology. And when it succeeds, it succeeds heuristically and unintentionally. Um, and usually over the course of many, many centuries, like it took ages for, say, Christianity to move from its inception out for like, you know, most sort of religious like, you know, traditions, it takes ages for them, for them to propagate. Um, so I'd see that, that our, say, like social mechanisms and our mimetic mechanisms are still very heuristic and out of our control. Um, and what progress looks like is... They're out of their control because we're being deceived. We're being um, manipulated. I don't think it's agentic. I think like nobody's capable of controlling, and that's part of the problem. Where I, um, I basically see there's being many mechanisms that drive our behavior. Nobody's capable of controlling the social fabric that we live in. Yeah. Was built by people no more intelligent than any normal person. That oh no, they didn't build the social fabric. They built the mechanisms by which information is propagated, but they certainly didn't 
like build the worldviews of the people involved. They like they uh, affect the worldviews of the people involved dearly. Ever since. 10,000 years ago, getting to this yeah. point of everything from agriculture to industrial revolution to information technology age, yeah. it has been happening over and over again that we went from having a kin tribe level fitness where I would love you and you would love me and we would help each other evolve to the highest level of fitness together yeah. to now with 8 billion of us, it's like you're a stranger, I'm a stranger, I'm gonna self deal for my own corrupt purposes and try and get you, manipulate you to believe what I'm selling you as a materialistic thing is worthwhile. That's what we've made an error with. The global village is about mm. self-dealing and not about an interdependent, interwoven, stakeholded process. And so to be able to see that the disconnection, that entire process came from our initial disconnection from the, you, you pointed out, the agricultural okay. revolution. When you can actually get food from, you're right, let's, let's actually be more nuanced about this. Let's do it. When I am doing something on a daily basis, and if I get a source of food from 10,000 years ago from someone else that grew that food, that it was more connected to the growth of that food, it freed up my time to be able to do other things. You pointed that out earlier. Yeah, but also the person point. who is growing the food as part of an understood process of farming is much more disconnected from the reality than the person who says like going out and hunter gathering you know i found this berry here that berry there like the farmer is like clearing off plots of land typically and efficiently planting the exact same crop in the, the set of crops in the right order such that they sort of like optimize the yield of those crops so that they can get as much food for their you know city tribe or whatever and that's also in um, the massive agricultural days there's days even prior to that where even still yeah. today some indigenous tribes just grow just enough food for their indigenous tribe right and then and that's right. a completely different connection process and, and it would never support the number of people that live on the planet so so um, here are the things yeah. here's the nuance these are the interesting things about time as well where do you want to spend your time if you are connected to source right. and spirit if you are connected to where you come from and the system the living natural system that you live in on a moment-to-moment -moment basis truly and honestly with these real <sighs> breath in breath out thank you and again, if you can follow something like that, like a paradigm like that, like the water, thank you. Hmm. For the nourishment, thank you. That if we can follow a paradigm like that, we can do whatever we want with our time. And it brings so much more maturity to us to be able to solve these things of how do we prosper moving forward? It's a, yeah. All the errors are a direct reflection in the mirror of our disconnection from source. Yeah, I'd say that um, the gratefulness especially uh, is connective and creates community um, and makes people feel the appreciation that's like, essential to them feeling like their worthfulness. Um, there's this like, really deep desire for like, the love, like, you know, both of the romantic partner, but like, the love of like, everyone around you and from you to everyone around you. And so... I think almost every form of connection to source, whatever religious tradition it would be, tends to involve the creation of strong communal bonds. And that, well, really, as you know, like a human being is, is super fucking important. Um, and in its absence, you get this sort of mental degradation that you would expect to get. And that's where we live right now. So everyone, 
thank you for watching. I just want to say, do yeah. one thing, one thing only, connect to Source and Spirit more often. Consciously connect to the ecosystem that gives you life and that supports you. And teach other people to do the same. Go with them to the sacred grounds of our planet and connect deeply to them. So, thank you. Cool. You can click stream where the mouse is right now. Yep. And then click record right next to that.